Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet, it's Tuesday night and I am joined once again by Greg Browning. How's you do- how are you doing, Greg? Hello, I want to say good evening because it's not evening, it's nearly half past 11, so... <laughs> yeah, we're getting closer to midnight with the recording, but um, yeah, there's a lot going on this week with Cheltenham and uh, it's a busy week of football as well with the Champions League and uh, yeah, we've got a, a lot to look forward to this weekend coming up. How's your betting been so far this week? Yeah, Dundee tonight, Dundee did the nap proud. Um, had them to beat Air United at 11-10, to 10, which I felt was a really good price and they won 2-0, so yeah. yeah, not too bad. Yeah, that was a good show and we've just finished watching the Champions League games there as well, so plenty going on this week. Yeah, busy week, obviously, closed door games for Tottenham, um, didn't help them in the end, and obviously um, another goal rush in Valencia versus Atalanta, I think my mate Ewan, he was at the game actually in Italy for the first leg. I think it finished 4-1 to Atalanta. And he said Atalanta's defending was terrible. So despite scoring lots of goals, I conceded lots of goals too. Did that end 4-3 it finished? 4-3 it finished. And I see a friend of the podcast slips tips. He had tipped plenty of goals on that one as well, I think, on the Mr Fix-It's tip site. So shout out to him for another correct prediction on the site. He's doing pretty well. Okay, so we always have a wee look back at last weekend at the start of the podcast and we just about washed our face last weekend, I think, with the tips, didn't we? Yeah, it was two to four. So it started off really well with Bournemouth delivering four corners. Um, That was at five to four, which again, I thought was a cracking price. And that came in before half-time. Yeah. Incidentally, they didn't hit any in the second half. (laughs) Did they not? I kind of lost interest after the four came in, to be honest. So a good start to the day then, obviously, the nap was Queen's Park at Stenhouse Muir, and that finished 0-0. So really disappointing, yeah. I think, having looked at it now, that's two games in a row now, they've gone away from home, Queen's Park, and they've drawn 0-0. Yeah. So I think, probably want to keep an eye on it at home, and definitely backable at home, but I'm probably going to give them a miss this weekend. Albeit, they are away to Albion Rovers, who yeah. are poor, but I'm going to give it a miss. Yeah, I think that's one for the notebook for whenever Queen's Park are back at home. But um, yeah, I think probably just wait and see how they go on this weekend first and see if this is a if those away performances are blips or whether it's you know something that we should be keeping an eye on. Just don't touch them away from home. Yeah, and finally Hearts. Um, I think that's the fourth time now Hearts have delivered me a winning bet since yep. January. I think um, same market Hearts double chance and two match goals, and that landed after a one-all draw at home to Motherwell so well done Hearts yeah and the last one was the league two goals which just fell short ah uh, 28 goals there's nothing worse than being two goals short I think there was 11 matches being played rather than 12 so it was set at 5-6 to six for 30 plus right um, and obviously with 11 games being played you're hoping for a few last minute 93rd minute goals but it didn't happen and we fell too short which is disappointing but again always worth keeping an eye out for Yep, indeed. Okay, so before we move on to this week's tips, as ever, we've set up a little league at Who Knows Wins, who are sponsoring us on the podcast, and it's great to have them on board. Um, you're always invited to join us. Last week's winner was, wait to get this right, 
Paolo Macamaulo. <laughs> uh, Say that again, sorry? Nope. <laughs> with uh, 10 out of 15 correct, which was pretty good. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, so he did well to win that. So we will post a link on our Twitter feed at Gambler Tip, so make sure you catch that. You can join us on the competition for this weekend. If you've not already downloaded the Who Knows Wins app, then you can get it on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And then you can set up your own leagues and play against your mates as well as joining in with our competition at the weekend. And a big okay, so to you as well. You finished what? You finished second, I think, didn't you? Joint second with joint your with good myself. self. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well done. Yeah, as I say, I think I told you it was uh, just enough to buy the kids some sweets at the cafe, so <laughs> uh, pretty happy with that. Okay, so we're going to crack on with this week's tips, and we've already touched on Dundee tonight, um, and that was a good one in that for you at 11 to 10, and you're going back in on Dundee at the weekend. Yeah, so Dundee, this season have been bitterly disappointing, really, really poor. I think, obviously, budget-wise, we're expecting them to compete with United at the top of the league, play a two-horse race, but that really hasn't materialised, and they've been kind of languishing, kind of sitting third and fourth, in the mix with the rest of the teams for the playoffs. But they've had a pretty good run of form, actually. They are now unbeaten in seven games, and they've had five clean sheets in a row now, which is tremendous. Um, it's probably no coincidence that ties in line with Christoph Berra signing for Dundee on loan from Hearts, who was supposed to the requirements at Hearts in January. So they've now gone 514 minutes without conceding a goal. Um, they won tonight, obviously, at home to Ayr, Keen uh, Hemming scored again. He started to score goals now as well. Yeah. And they've got quite a decent team, a decent team, Dundee. Um, yeah. Graham Doran's there as well. Yeah, Graham Doran's there too. So plenty of experience in that team. Um, I think at the moment they want to secure second spot and they're probably going to fight that out with Inverness. They're third currently now after that victory tonight. And they're at home to their family who play tonight at Away to Part at Thistle. Now, that match finished one all, but from what I've read so far, I think Patrick Thistle absolutely battered them, and they only managed one all draw. I think Patrick scored in the 93rd minute of the match to kind of snatch an equaliser, but um, nothing less than they deserved, to be fair. So, Dunfermline, away from home, they're very inconsistent, Dunfermline. They've only won two of their last 11 away matches. I'm not entirely convinced that the Dunfermline fans are fully behind Stevie Crawford. Mm. Always seems to be a lot of mumpering going from uh, Fife regarding him. So Gener- generally, or yeah, about? just 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 in general, yeah. Sorry, so, your first listeners from Fife. Anyway. <laughs> so looking at the price for this match, really surprised how big Dundee are, given the fact they're unbeaten in seven. They have kept five consecutive clean sheets, and they've also beaten Dunfermline last time they played Dens uh, at Christmas time and I think they won that match 4-3 so Dundee are 13-10 to to win this match which when you look at the form of both sides and the personnel I think Dundee have got a pretty talented squad for that league um, a lot of good players still and they've now probably got a lot of confidence now I think another clean sheet, another three points two goals again tonight I think they can do to Dunfermline what they did to Ayr tonight and get a 1-0 or a 2-0 win. So for me, Dundee at 13 to 10 is a really big shout with William Hill. 13 to 10 does look a big price, but I'm just looking at the the last six forum table in that division. And it Dundee are top of it. And they've won 12 points at the last 18, which probably speaks volumes of where that 
that league's been in the last few weeks because everybody just seems to be drawing and taking points off each other. So, yeah, I mean, it's arguably a, a brave shout to try and predict any result in this league, but that probably is some reason, some explanation for why 13 to 10 is available on the day at home. Yeah, it's really surprising actually, especially after winning tonight. And they've, they've probably not factored that into the pricing of that game. Maybe not yet. I mean, Dundee, so, sorry, on that forum table, <laughs> they're top of the, that forum table having only scored six goals in those six games. Yes, I think that the recent form is not based on scoring lots of goals. They've become a really tough unit to break down. They're not conceding any goals at all, really. And I think five clean sheets, no goal conceded since I think Morton scored against them um, six games ago in the first half. That was the last time they conceded a goal. So I think as most managers would say to you, if you can obviously keep a clean sheet, you've got a great chance of winning the match. Dare I say they are the St. Johnson of the Championship? Absolutely not. We'll, we'll come to that shortly. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so the bet on it is just straightforward Dundee win. Yeah, taking the Dundee win, I, I, I don't think their final will leave anything from this match. And I think 13-10 is too big to ignore. So that's Saturday's nap, and that's 13-10 with William Hill. OK. Now you are heading to Easter Road on Saturday, I believe, for your two favourite Scottish teams, Hibsby St. Johnson. Yeah, I could probably narrate and tell you, obviously for St. Johnson, that's a given, but even Hibs could probably tell you the starting 11 every week, who the subs are, how old they are, how many games they've played, because I've focused on Hibs so often this season. Yeah, so, which, which end are you going to be standing in? I will Saturday. be the St. Johnson end, as always, front row. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely sure. For the goals. Yes, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a top six battle um, at Easter Road on Saturday. Now, Hibs have had a really poor week. I think if you look back to two finals ago, they played in Verness in the Scottish Cup. They won 5-2. I think some of the football that night was breathtaking. Albeit yep, that, in Verness. Sorry, that made it, what, four wins out of five that went over in Burnest? They were flying at that point. It did, it was. They were, they were absolutely flying, scoring lots of goals. They had Doherty, Doy, Jalen, Boyle, McNulty. Really, really attacking front five they had. Um, they then went into the Edinburgh Derby against a, a heart side who, let's just say, have been crap <laughs> this season. Um, really, really poor. And hearts wiped the floor with them. Yeah. absolutely bullied them to a 3-1 win which was a bit of a shock they've then gone to Aberdeen at the weekend and lost 3-1 again now don't get me wrong I know Stephen Whitaker got sent off when Hibs were 1-0 up yeah. but they also then lost their own goal they did lose their own goal as well <laughs> but they've lost three goals again and I'm like a broken record Hibs cannot defend the defensive fields are there for all to see Every week on the podcast, I'm a tip Hibs, or even on Twitter when I'm speaking about Hibs, I'll speak about how often they concede two or more goals. And it just continues to happen week after week. You can't keep winning games if you're giving teams a one goal or a two goal start. Yeah, and that's, now, what's, that's what's happening. It's now just five clean sheets in 30 league games for them. That's brutal. That's, yeah. like, that's like relegation form. So I think at the moment, they are 12 of the last 13 games have seen both, teams, both sides score. I think they're now nine out of their last ten games at home have seen over 2.5 goals. And they've only kept three clean sheets at home this season. Yeah, not good enough. Having said that, St. Johnson, where are the goals coming from, from from their point of view? I'm just getting to that. I'm just getting to that. So, obviously, Hearts, Hibs-wise, conceding two or more now in eight of their home games. Um, to be fair, they've only failed to score once this season at home. 
and that was against Rangers. I think they got beat three 0 and bar the Hearts game, I think that's probably their worst performance at home this season, um, so far. So St Johnston, wow, what a transformation! What a transformation! If you said to me back in November, Listen, that I'm just going to sit back, and let you ramble for five minutes. So that's fine. I'm going to enjoy doing it. Wake me up when you're finished, will you? <laughs> So we were sitting bottom with the league at the end of November. We got battered 4-0 away to Motherwell. A few people were out for Tommy Wright. I see the right man to continue taking the club forward. And long behold, look what's happened. Three, four months later, we're sitting seventh, game in hand, and got a damn good chance at reaching top six, which would be, a, I think, a Scottish Premiership first. We would be the first team in the Premiership to be bottom with the league in December and reach top six. Um, when the split happens. Really? Yes. So, a really good transformation, aided by a, the fact, one, defensively, we are much, much better. At the start of the season, we were leaking goals for fun. Every team that played against us was scoring two goals. Ross County, obviously, Hibs scored two against us. Livingston scored two against us. We brought McCart in from Inverness, who's done really well. We've got Callum Booth at left back. And in the goal front, we've got Callum Henry who's got seven goals this season now, and Stevie May. So we're not scoring lots and lots of goals. We're winning games 1-0, 2-1, where we can. But I think at the moment, you just have to look at Hibs' defensive records still. Now, we've got a really good record at Easter Road. I think we've only won, lost one of our last six. We drew there 2 all in August. And I think over the last couple of seasons, I've had some great days at Easter Road watching Saints <laughs> play. Uh, mostly to buy 90th minute winners or equalisers. So the best equalisers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think at the moment, I think it's going to be a really interesting match on Saturday. Hibs, after two what after two three one defeats, I think the Hibs fans could be on the players' back if it doesn't go their way early, early on. I still think going forward though, Hibs have got a lot of attacking options and at home and at home this season, they tend to do pretty well at home. Goal scoring wise, I think Christian Dodge is on 16 goals now this season, bearing in mind since um, Heckingbottom left. I don't think he'd scored before then, so right. he's yeah. pretty much scored 16 goals since October, which is really good. He scored another good goal at the weekend there against Aberdeen. Um, Scott Allen still threading through the passes. Obviously, they've got Greg Doherty and they've got Boyle as well. So I think going forward, Hibs are still really strong. But I think at the back, I think every Hibs fan can see it. They've got a major transformation to do in the summertime defensively. Yeah. They can't continue doing that. I think players like McGregor um, probably time's up for them, I think, at the back. So, on to the market itself. Um, and with it being a Hibs home game, I'm going to take over 2.5 goals there. I can't see Hibs keeping a clean sheet on Saturday. And I think we've got more than enough attacking-wise to cause some problems. Trey Wright's back from injury and he's been pretty terrific over the last five or six games. Calm Henry scoring goals. He's starting to link up really well with Stevie May. We've got Ali McCann in the middle as well, who's had a great season so far. So I really think we can go there full of confidence. We've only lost two of our last 15 games. And I think behind Celtic, we are the second form team in the league over yeah, the last six games. Yep, 12 points so, from the last 18 available. So as a St. Johnston fan, it's, 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 it's been a great couple of months especially after what was such a disappointing start to the season. No one in nine and sitting bottom of the table come December. So we can definitely go to Easter Road and get a positive, positive result. Yeah. 
But I still think Hibs have still got a lot of attacking options that will cause us problems too. To be fair, it has been a remarkable turnaround by St Johnson. I suppose I wanted to throw some stats at you in terms of St Johnson because, again, I think it's brave of you to take on goals here considering how few goals St Johnson have scored. Just looking at it, 13 out of 29 of St Johnson's league games so far have been under two and a half goals. Um, only St Mirren have scored fewer than St Johnson. St Mirren have scored 23, St Johnson scored 28. St Johnson are still in single figures for a goal scored away from home in 13 matches. They've only scored nine. Yeah, but I think a lot of that, though, looking at the stats, a lot of that's based pre-November time. Which well, they've only scored seven at, in the last six at, uh, in the league. We have, but when you look at the results we've had recently, we went to Tynecastle and won 1-0. We've got to Pataudry and won 1-0. And obviously we scored two goals at Hibs back in August. So I think we're in a totally different place to then. And don't get me wrong, we're not, we're not scoring lots and lots of goals, but we are creating chances. And we've now got two players in the park. If they play on Saturday, um, it will cause Hibs a lot of problems. And I think as well, looking at Hibs' defensive performances this season, I'd be stunned if we never scored on Saturday. I really would. We're, we're going to go there with our tails up. And that said, Hibs could easily score two goals against us. Is this mm. one of those games I think will be open? And if we score once, obviously Hibs are going to have to score two. So I think it's got a 2-1 score into somebody on it. And I think the price for goals in this game, again, we spoke about this pre-podcast, really big. Yeah, feels that way at that price, which is, remind me again? Well, for most people, we'll call it 5-4, to four, but it's technically right. 119 to 100 with Marathon Bet. With Marathon Bet, yeah, okay. OK, so that's your second bet in Scotland then. It's over two and a half goals at Hibs v St Johnson at 119 to 100 with Marathon bet. That's the one. OK, now I know you wanted to touch on the Levy v Hearts game as well. Yeah, so Hearts place at Mirren tomorrow night in what is a true epitome of a six-pointer. Um, I don't think either side can afford to lose that, especially Hearts. Now, Hearts go to Livingston on Sunday. Again, it's another massive game for Hearts. It'll be a game they'll be looking to obviously pick up at least a point from, if not three. Now, I've obviously publicly spoken a lot on Twitter about Livingston's home form this season in comparison to their form away in grass. And I think we're well aware that Livingston do pick up quite a large percentage of their points at home. Yeah. So Celtic have gone there twice this season and failed to win. Yep. I think, did they beat Rangers there as well? Uh, Did they draw the Rangers? Yeah, the beat Rangers. So I think at home they've, they've, they've claimed a lot of really good results no. at home. Sorry, two seconds, I'm going to the wrong column here. Um, they lost the Rangers, sorry. They lost the Rangers. Oh, well, well done, Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think out their points wise, how many points have they got actually this season, Livingston? Is it 30, so, 41? Well, I believe they've got 39 points, 39. of which 28 have been won at home. Ah, so they, they, there you go. I think the record of Wayne Grass, which I pointed out on Sunday, is three wins at their last 30. So they don't tend to do well away from home, on grass, but at home though, on that tight pitch, on that sticky, astroturf pitch that Livingston fans love to celebrate. <laughs> um, I think Hearts can go there. Now, obviously, Livingston to Hearts is what, what, 20 minute drive, probably not even that. After that, yeah. So I think Hearts will probably take three or 4,000 fans. I think it'll be a really good game. I'd be keen to see though, how Hearts got on tonight. Sorry, tomorrow night against St Mirren. If they can get a positive result tomorrow, then I would fancy Hearts not to lose. 
but it's a bet that's obviously stood me well over the last few months. Yeah. Uh, I think it's landed four times now. So that'd be Harps double chance and two goals in the game. And that pays twenty one to twenty as a bet builder with bet three six five. Okay, we put that out there as a tip or are you just musing here? Um I would I would want to wait to see how they got in tomorrow night against St. Okay. Because I wouldn't want them going to St. Mirren to Livingston on Sunday off the back of a defeat last night. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess the advice there is to wait and see how tomorrow goes and then just keep an eye on your Twitter feed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, so at the weekend, we've also got uh, Rangers v Celtic on Sunday. But before we have a look at that one, you know, there's a game on Thursday, Rangers play by Leverkusen in the Europa League and that could have a huge influence on the game on Sunday. So... I think we're both quite surprised to see Bayer Leverkusen priced up at 23-20 to 20 to win on Thursday. Yeah, it's a massive price, isn't it? Especially given I don't follow German football that much, but I know they are having a great time at the moment, Leverkusen, aren't they? Yeah, they're fourth on the table behind Bayern, Dortmund and Red Bull, like, or RB Leipzig, sorry. Um, and we've just seen RB Leipzig beat Spurs 3-0, albeit a fairly depleted and demotivated-looking Spurs. But that's 4-0 in aggregate. Bayern battered Chelsea in the second half um, of their first leg. So they're 3-0 up. And Dortmund beat PSG. So, you know, if it was a, a horse racing form we were looking at, then certainly there's a lot to take from the form of the teams around them in the Bundesliga. And Bayern Leverkusen just look like a completely proposition completely different proposition to what Braga posed Rangers in the previous round. Yeah, I think the strength of the opposition for Rangers obviously will be their toughest game to date in the Europa League. Um, I think watching that what, first half, first hour in the game at Ibrox for Rangers against Braga, Braga could have been three or four up yeah. quite easily before Rangers brought it back. And I think to get 23-20 to 20 on Leverkusen is a huge price. And not just that, look at Rangers since they came back from the winter break been so poor so yeah. so poor apart from two really good results against uh, Braga yeah and that's the real conundrum I suppose from a betting point of view is that on the face of it if you take Rangers home for them then the price on Leverkusen looks massive given how well they're doing in the Bundesliga and how well they've done in Europe they put out Porto uh, by five goals to two I think it was on aggregate and Porto topped Rangers group Leverkusen dropped out of the Champions League and they were in a group with Juventus and Atletico so that was always going to be tough for them but it's just those two wins over Braga that I suppose are you know, making it much more difficult to call this in Leverkusen's favour Yeah, I don't think any result would shock me here I wouldn't be surprised at all if Rangers got a result just based on the fact in Europe this season they've been really good uh, especially at home Don't haven't conceded too many goals at home and obviously, a lot of the Rangers players have come out in the press over the last couple of weeks saying they play better when, when, they're, they're, not, underdogs. when yeah. they're underdogs and there's no pressure on them. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous if you're a Glasgow Rangers player <laughs> saying you can't cope with the pressure. Yeah. But for some reason in Europe, that's how it's kind of panning out and they've performed really well in Europe. So I think personally for me, I do agree that Leverkusen are a really big price and a good price at 23-20. And I do think they will win, but I think I'll probably just leave it alone. Yeah, just also let you flag up that they're eleven to ten to score two or more as well, which might be worth a look. Um, they seem to, although their I think top strikers out is Kevin Bond, he's out, but they do seem to have goals in them as well. Um, I think one of their Brazilian teenagers scored a couple at the weekend, so that might be maybe worth a look at as well. Eleven to ten. 
Yeah, I think obviously a full house at Ibrox under the floodlights. And this is essentially Rangers' biggest game of the season now. Yeah. Um, there's no more big games for them, obviously, other than playing Celtic in what will likely be meaningless league games. Well, you say that. I mean, obviously, the game comes around pretty quickly on Sunday for Rangers. And I suppose the challenge they've got is, regardless of how Thursday goes, they have to go again very quickly on Sunday. Could be quite an energy sapping game for them on Thursday night. You'd expect Leverkusen to have more of the ball. The pitch isn't in great condition, and it's not really the best preparation for the visit of Celtic, who will have their first midweek off of the year since they returned from the the winter break. So that's well deserved, isn't it? Well deserved. <laughs> it was the first in first in eight weeks. But I was also reading somewhere that if you take into account the international breaks and various other things that have happened throughout the season, this will be some Celtic players' first midweek without a game for the entire season, which is remarkable. What will they do? It will feel like a, a, a mini spring break for them. Um, so they should be well refreshed ahead of Sunday and we kind of touched on it, we discussed it pre-podcast about the price of Celtic at 75 um, to win on Sunday versus Rangers at 15 to 8. Yeah, I think the word used for Celtic this season has been, has been relentless. Yeah. Having looked at some of the stats on Twitter anyway, I don't think Rangers are, are in that bad a position points-wise in comparison to last season. Yeah. I think they're actually better off points-wise yeah. than they were this yeah. time last season. Yeah. But Celtic have just taken it up a level, haven't they? They've just been a winning machine and keep on winning and winning and winning. Yeah, I mean, they do seem to have a knack of coming back after the new year and just putting these runs together. They just see them power away from everyone else in the league and this year's been no different. And as we go into this game, I think it's a 13-point gap. Rangers have got a game in hand, which is against St Johnson at home. So, obviously, Rangers fans will be hoping a win on Sunday closes that gap to 10, win their game in hand and it's down to 7. And, you know, you never know what happens with, I think, yeah, there's no doubt. 7 there's or 8 no games to go. They have to win Sunday. Simple, simple as that. Um, they have performed really well against Celtic in the last two games. Obviously, the last game, they went to Celtic Park and won, um, which at that point, you're thinking, we've got a title challenge on, we've got a end-of-season title challenge. Absolutely. But obviously, league game-wise, since then, they've dropped so many points. Um, Aberdeen, St Johnston, they've dropped points right, right across the board, Rangers. So, in terms of picking a winner for that game as well, I think it's really difficult. I think Celtic, as you've said, 75 a big price, a really good price actually for Celtic. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers turned up for that match. Yeah, like they have done. And I guess Celtic would probably be happy with a point. Yeah, definitely. As much as they would love to win, they wouldn't be unhappy. You know, just making sure that they come back with something from Ibrox. So I think from a betting perspective, looking at this game, and it's really unfortunate, it's Tuesday night and the bookies don't have corner markets or car markets out yet. Which is really annoying. So we spoke about this pre-podcast. I think Rangers, corners-wise, probably the most overrated thing in the world for a Rangers fan <laughs> is seeing them get a corner. Because they've had 30 in their last two games. 15 against Hamilton last week when they got beat from Hamilton. And they got 15 against um, Ross County on Saturday. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get 15 against Celtic. Not at all. But I've got no idea what it's going to be set at. I'd quite fancy Rangers to get quite a few corners on Sunday. I'm going to say quite a few, maybe seven or eight corners. Mm-hmm. So I've got no idea, though, what it's going to be set at for team corners for Rangers against Celtic, given yeah. the fact they are playing the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, it was a good shout from you last weekend on the Bournemouth, one at Liverpool, and there's definitely value to be had in these corner markets. Yes, especially the team ones. 
and I just think the way Rangers play at the moment, they've been racking up corners on, I think, quite a lot of their games. Mm-hmm. Probably racking up more corners in the league than anyone else. So, again, I can't give it as a tip at the moment because I don't know what price it's going to be, but definitely check later on in the week, maybe even tomorrow, what the um, card markets and the, sorry, the, the corner markets are showing for the game on Sunday. And I'll, yeah. say, I'll, I'll tweet it anyway uh, during the week. We also spoke about the card markets, didn't we, before we come on? Yeah, obviously, like any derby match, they really love to inflate the card line, don't they? So typically you'd get over 3.5 or over 4.5 cards in a match, but with it being an old firm game, it's likely to be set much higher. So probably minimum seven cards required to get at least five to six. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that game. I think a lot this season, a few of the matches have gone under the cards. Uh, so I think probably looking at player cards is probably the way to go, or potentially adding cards into a bet builder. And I think yeah. we spoke about potential candidates, and there's certainly plenty of candidates for both sides. Yeah, I mean, a lot's been said about Morello since the turn of the year. He's kind of cutting a frustrated figure at the moment, isn't he? He looks really frustrated, and he's definitely going to get booked on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you can just sense it, can't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be... I'd love to know what his stats are in these games as to how many cards that he's picked up against Celtic. I don't know, actually, but it must be a fair few. But the disappointing thing is, it's not going to be a big price. No. The fact no. is, he's likely to be odds-on to get booked. I would have thought so. I'm not I'm a big fan of. Him and Scott Brown, I would have thought. Yeah, I think Scott Brown's another... Not a banker for a booking, but he's going to be a big, big favourite for a booking on, on Sunday. So I think the double... I'm pretty sure it was a special last time in the last old firm game. The double was five to one. I might be wrong, but it's something like five to one. So you might get that again, um, or four to one um, on Sunday. When but it's not just those two. Booked. Yeah, I think it was a special for both those to get booked, and that'll have a good chance on Sunday, I think. Okay. But there's plenty of other candidates. I think for Celtic, I think for me, Ayers probably a good shout. And there's a couple for Rangers as well in the form of Katic. And if Kamara plays, he could be a good shout as well. Yeah, uh, I guess anyone in the middle of the park is probably a good shout. Um, yeah, if, if depending on how Celtic's set up, but if Kent gets a run of uh, Ayer, then he might be worth a book in Ayer. Does like to does love a tackle. <laughs> yeah, and we all know how much Al McGregor loves to shout, scream, kick, and just be a general pain in the arse, really. <laughs> um, but his prices, though, are terrible. I think last season... I think we got 40-1 to one on him being booked. Um, and he, he got booked. And I think now, though, he's, he's probably not looking any more than 10-1 to one for him to receive a booking in their own firm game, which is ridiculous, really. Do you know what? It's still all right, because he is one angry man. Ah, he's got he's got a lot of problems, Alan McGregor. A lot of demons. <laughs> he, in fact, he's, I'm just looking at stats here. He's been booked three times already this season. So Has he? Even at 10-1, you'd still more or less be in profit. He's a cracking goalkeeper, but he just seems to see red quite a lot, and especially in an old firm game. Yeah, in terms of Rangers, uh, Goldson and Barisic have both picked up seven cards, um, playing Kamara eight, so those are I think, closest to Marellos. Yeah, I think, I think Kamara, if he starts, he's probably going to be my favourite one to be booked outside of uh, Scott Brown. Okay. All right, so again, that was another one where we'll just keep people updated on the Twitter feed if there's any uh, prices or as and when the prices come up for that game. Yep. Should be a good one, though. Okay, so our last tip of the week is down in England, and we're going to look at QPR once again. 
Yeah, QPR have been a bit hit or miss recently, but overall I think this season they've been fairly profitable, QPR. Been lots of goals scored at Loftus Road, and they're now at home to Barnsley, who are starting to run out of games, aren't they? Barnsley, yeah. seven points from safety. It's not looking good for them. Uh, they do well to compete in that league anyway, but they're going to have to start winning matches soon. Um, QPR, though, they may only be 13th, but they're only six points off the playoffs. Yeah, it's which is really remarkable where yeah. they were about a month ago. Yeah. I think they lost five in a row, then a draw, and they've then gone on a decent run. I think unbeaten in five, and there's, there's been 17 goals scored in those five games. Yeah, unbeaten in, unbeaten in six, I think it is. Um, a couple of nil-nil draws in there, but both of those were away from home, and it's really their home for them that we need to home in on for this bet, isn't it? Yeah, I think 13 out of 16, uh, over 2.5 goals, and eight of their last 10 have seen both teams score. And given Barnsley's plight, you'd expect them to come to London uh, to really give it a go. They really need to get a win on Saturday, Barnsley. And that bodes well. Uh, based on the way that Queen's Park Rangers play, there tends to be at least the one away goal squad. Yeah, so I was looking at they've only kept two clean sheets at home all season in 19 games. Um, only five. Good, good pals with Hibs, are they? <laughs> I know I'd love to see a, a game with Hibs and Queen's Park Rangers that would I'd pay money for that. Um yeah, only five clean sheets out of thirty seven uh, the entire season. They scored I think they scored more goals at home than anyone else in the league. And they're not far off conceding more goals than anyone else in the league at home. Yep. In fact, yeah, they're they're joint uh, joint most conceded goals alongside Barnsley and Hull at home. So definitely getting your value for money if you're a season ticket holder at QPR these days. No, definitely. So I really fancy over 2.5 goals. I, I do think both teams will score in this match. That's 4-5, to five, but I know you quite like the look of uh, QPR. Yeah, just goals. QPR. QPR are same price, 4-5. In fact, they're 17-20 with Sporting Bet to score two or more. Um, and it's a toss of coin, really, whether you take that bet or whether you take the over 2.5. Um, I, I think QPR will win. Um, so over 2.5. Sorry, over two goals for QPR. Looks as good a bet for me as over two and a half total goals at 45 with William Hill. Yeah, I think there's probably three or four bets you can have in this game, isn't there? You can have over 2.5 goals. You can have QPR to win. You can have QPR to score two or more. And my old favourite, two second half goals. That's five to six. And it's landed quite a few times this season. And this looks like another ideal game where we could see two second half goals. Yeah. But I think for me, though, I'm happy just to take the 4-5 to five with William Hill on there being over 2.5 goals in the match. OK, I'll probably side on the QPR to score two or more, but as I say, things are toss of a coin for each of those. OK, that's us for the week. Can you just recap on those bets for us? If I can remember them all, yes. <laughs> so, first of all, we've got Dundee at home to Dunfermline, and that will be Saturday's nap. And I'm taking Dundee to win, and that pays... What does that pay now? I've forgotten. That was 13 to 10. 13 to 10, thank you. Please, 13 to 10. You're welcome. And that, that'll be um, Saturday's nap. And we're then going to Easter Road, Hibs v St Johnston, over 2.5 match goals. And that pays 119 to 100 with Marathon Bet, or just a shade below 5 to 4. Moving into England on the Saturday again, we've got QPR at home to Barnsley. And I'm happy to take over 2.5 goals in that game at 4-5 with William Hill. And I guess some of the other bets we've mentioned and discussed, 
depending on how Hearts do tomorrow night against St Mirren, we'd be quite keen on them double chance and two match goals on Sunday at 20-21 with bet 365 on the bet boulder. And on Sunday, if Glenn Kamara starts for Rangers, quite fancy him to be booked. Uh, I don't have a clue though what price he'll be, but have a look uh, later in the week. Yeah, I think we might end up constructing some kind of cards and corners bet builder for Sunday, so maybe put that up on our Twitter feed um, if we like some of the prices that are available. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's good, and that's what's done for this week. Um, just a wee reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at Gambler Tips, and of course you can follow Greg. His handle is at Browning84. Greg, and he'll keep you up to date with any tips that come up ahead of the weekend that we've discussed on the podcast tonight. Uh, you can also drop us an email with any tips or suggestions for the podcast at hello at gambler.co.uk. There'll be no racing podcast this week, unfortunately. Voice of Value is on a well-earned holiday. Uh, probably well-deserved after <laughs> all these Cheltenham shenanigans this week. Um, yeah, I think we'll all be cheltenham out by Friday, so there's no racing podcast this week. But Greg and I will be back next week for a usual look ahead to the weekend fixtures. Don't forget to have a go at our Who's Wins competition and download the app. Um, and that's us for another week, so best of luck with your bets this week, and thanks once more to Greg for his tips this weekend. Thank you and good luck.